You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Give me one second. I just took a bite of this bar. No, the interview started, Dan. It started. No. Nobody yes. wants to listen to me. It's jumping. ASMR. Yes, yes, they do. This is it. <laughs> this is this is what it, life is like at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> Dan's eating and breathing. breathing. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I think we're off to a really good. This is this is a really professional. Welcome to guys who podcast. like musicals. Welcome to welcome to guys who like musicals. Delon Grant, I'm so happy you're here. I'm sorry that you had to listen to Dan's heavy breathing and chewing, but that's basically what this show is. No, so, it was, kind it of. Was his yes and his ASMR moment? Um, that's right. Which I still don't understand. No, no, no. Tino shade to those who do really get down with ASMR, but I haven't really gotten into it. I don't know what it is really. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. You know. But you know what you do know a lot about is come from nice away the musical. Nice. So. I would like to talk about some come from away the musical. I'd like to talk about Providence, Rhode Island. I'd like to talk about the University of Frickin' Michigan. Boom. And uh, we're going to talk about musicals. Yes. So an actor is saying his lines, and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing. Five, six, seven, eight. Jimmy, don't cry for me. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Delon, thank you for, for being here. Um, okay, so lots to, lots to cover. But first of all, this movie. There was a movie. Yes. You were filming a movie. Yes. And it just ended. So take us through this. What, what happened? Come from away, the film. It's, uh, we randomly just got an email from the producers, um, uh, that, that we were going to, they wanted to shoot a film, uh, and it's not our producers specifically, it's, it's another production company. Um, and, um, I won't go into all their- We missed it, Joe. Joe, we could have done it. That could have been us. (laughs) Oh, oh, shooting it, you mean? You could have, yes. How do we get into the pro shot game? Is it a pro shot? What is a pro shot? shot? Pro shot is what the fans call it when like you film the stage version without any other bells and whistles. Like it's kind of think, uh, I guess Hamilton is a pro shot, but it's like a pro shot on steroids. Really a pro shot is like the into the woods movie. Okay. The, the original, the original yeah. into the woods movie. Yes. Okay. The yeah, into yeah, the yeah. woods yeah, on yeah, yeah. stage. Yeah. The only one, sorry, the other one I don't even count. 
yeah. So oh, the, the, the actual like the feature feature. Yeah. The feature, yeah, no, that doesn't count. Yeah. Um yeah. was it so was it that style? Did you just do the show and the show was recorded? No, no, it was uh it was a pro shot. It, yeah, it was um uh I think it's the same company that did Hamilton actually. Um, cool. which I still haven't watched um, because nice. I haven't watched much theater on TV because I thought it would it makes you sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it made me sad watching that Hamilton, that recording just made me, it made me sad. We got done. Well, I thought it was, it was wonderfully yeah. done, but it actually just, I also, well, I auditioned for it like seven to nine times. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to hold off on that. I'm a lot of emotions around that. So um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, it was, yeah. it was so cool. It was, I mean, for a multitude of reasons, you know, none of us were really working. Some of us were doing film and TV stuff here and there, but, um, it was an opportunity to, to bring the show back, you know? Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, a, a totally different experience. I mean, it's the same show, you know what I mean? But, but, um, you know how film goes, it's start and stop. So, you know, we ran it and then we like kind of started and stopped and then got the coverage that they needed. Um, didn't see too much of what they were shooting, um, but from what our, our, you know, our crew was saying, um, as they're watching the monitors, uh, they're really excited. So I'm, I'm stupid excited. Um, I still haven't, it hasn't sunk in what, what it means. You, we were just talking about Into the Woods and another cast member was like, yo, we just made like theater history. Like we're going to be the yeah. movie that kids watch when they're, you know, and, and kids, you know? Um, and I was yeah. like, my mind was blown. I just was kind of so happy to be working. I was like, yeah, whoa, whoa. It's so cool. That's Yeah, that's, that's so a bucket good. list yeah. moment for all of us, for sure. Yeah, totally. And totally. you were saying it just kind of came out of nowhere. You got a random email and they were like, we want to do this. And then they sent you a SAG after contract and you had to like figure that all out. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, there was negotiations back and forth um, with uh, with the production company and um, trying to figure out uh, whose jurisdiction it was. You know, is it equity? Is it SAG? Uh, they split it right. because, you know, um, mm. everyone wants money, <laughs> you know. Sure. Um, and um, yeah, that, that, that part of things was a little weird just because, I mean, I don't know, they're just different rules, you know, and have right, between right. the two unions and 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 uh negotiations and all that or not negotiations but i forget what you call it um it's like when uh like stage managers aren't repped in sag right but they are equity right, and right. so like who what jurisdiction do they fall under how do they get paid so it was a lot of back and forth uh with, with that kind of contract stuff which um, you know, money is never yeah. comfortable. Um, not, not specifically the right. show, but I always get like, Ooh, hot on the collar, you know, I'm like, uh, mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that like everything's fair and copacetic. Um, uh, and it was, it was, it was, you know, uh, it was fantastic actually. Uh, again, just to be working and to have that check clear on Thursday, I was like, thank you. Jinx. Oh my God. Right. When right. did they, when did, when did the, the, they, when did they email you? When did they, I mean, I'm sure they've been talking about doing the, sh doing the movie for a while, but when did they reach out to you to do the movie? Um, it was a collective email that they sent to all of us. They were like, uh, basically just interest, you know, um, cause I think our producers were, were, uh, rightly concerned, um, about COVID, you know, and they, they took mm, a lot of precautions, course, yeah. you know, we stayed we all lived for in a hotel in Midtown for three weeks together, you know. Wow. Um, and we we rehearsed in the hotel, and then we went to um, then we like you know shot in the theater and stuff. So um, yeah. So wow. do they? I have a question about that. But do they have distribution plans yet? 
Do you know where it's going to live? Um, yes, I um, I'm I'm not I'm not sure what I'm so what I'm supposed to say or what I'm not supposed to say, but that announcement is out. So I think that it's totally okay, okay. that yeah. Apple Plus bought it. Uh, Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think cool. I think I'm pretty sure that's okay to say just because you know. Yeah. yeah, I read yeah, about exactly. it on a deadline or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, whatever. Uh, I um, I don't know. With this stuff, it's kind of like, what, what can we say or not say, guys? We people know social media. There was like a post of us going into the theater and all this stuff, right? It's it's out there, you right. know. And just let people be excited. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. So you're living in a hotel for three weeks with your cast members. Was it like summer camp, or was it like what happens when I want to punch Joe in the face, Daniel? Uh, all of the above. Um, no, it was absolutely like summer camp. And, you know, I'm still in that, you know, the haze of like, especially theater summer camp, you know, when you go to theater summer camp, we're all like little dorks at school. Camp Broadway, USA (laughs) in Providence, Rhode Island, Delon. That was my shit. Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp in in Northern Michigan. I went to, uh, uh, um, Cherubs in Northeastern, uh, uh, Northwestern, excuse me. Um, Yep. Uh, yep. You know, you're dorks at home and you come to theater camp and you're fucking, every, everyone's interested and, and, you know, studious, you know what I mean? And like right, working right. hard. Um, and then you leave right. and you feel so full from the experience and you leave and there's like a haze of days where you're like, oh, what? not only what do I do with myself, but like that's, uh, um, that fills me up. That fills my cup, you know? Yeah. Um, right, right. And, you know, the context of the pandemic is also, uh, uh, factors into that but yes summer camp you know um we all could be on uh, outside on the roof without masks which was like because most everyone was vaccinated so that felt awkward for a few days right i haven't been around i live alone so i haven't been around you know more than three people at once you know um so uh that was surreal and also felt so normal and beautiful um also, like living in a hotel, you know, I, I toured forever, which brought back a little bit of PTSD. Of <laughs> For sure. I can totally relate to that. <laughs> you know? And the, the weird part is you walk into the hotel room and part of you feels like home. Yes. I think that's the weirdest. Yes. Thing. It's like I lived in a hotel for three years. So whenever I walk into a hotel, I'm like, oh, this is my this is my house now. It's like, no, it's not your house. <laughs> Funny. I was uh, I, exactly I toured for three and a half years and like yeah. was just like, oh, I know how this goes, you know. Um, and I was FaceTiming with a friend and uh, he was like, everything is unpacked. He's like, oh, when I go on vacation, I was like, I'm not on vacation. <laughs> I was like, right. I'm in a hotel, but I'm not on vacation. I was like, the first thing I did on tour was unpack everything like make yep. yourself feel like you live there, you know, uh, for yep. mental health sake, you know? Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, the hotel part of it was, uh, was cool. It was weird looking outside and not being able to walk outside because that's how I've kind of sustained my, um, my contact with the world, just living alone. I really didn't, we couldn't go anywhere, you know? Um, right. so yeah. walking out daily geriatric walks, as I call them, uh, were kind of my status quo <laughs> every day. And so what, what, Watching people walk outside, I was like, I feel like I'm in prison a little bit. But um, mm-hmm, someone yeah. called it Martha Stewart prison, and I died. I was like, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, nice right. prison. Could you like? Was there like a like a gym or or food? like? What did you guys do for food? Did you just like Postmates every day? Uh, no, they, they actually had a service that they that was provided for us. I think the hotel provided it, um, which was good quality food. You know, um, I'm a big dude, so I needed like two dinners you know um, mm-hmm. and you know i also haven't been moving so you're like 
using all this energy all of a sudden again and you're starving, you know, but um, yeah. so there were some late night like Thai Chinese ordering situations that happened. Um, um, but yeah, there was also a gym, uh, uh, but we had to like, because of COVID protocols, they had to, we had to sign up for it. Uh, and I, I got impatient with like, oh, what time am I supposed to go? You know what? It's three weeks. I've already gained 20 pounds. Just leave it. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it. Just... Let it immortalize itself on camera. <laughs> you know Listen, my cost is actually pretty big. So it looked, it looked okay. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, That's so great. Yeah. That was like, like Will Smith posted this thing the other, yes. the other day where he was like this, I am in the worst shape of my life. Um, and I just totally, I was like, me too, man. I, I, I see you and I appreciate you. And then he came out with something, but he, but he was like, no, this body got me through the pandemic <laughs> though. Right, you know, there right. was like something like, like, so forever you will have, a, you have, you will have captured come from away in the middle of a pandemic. You'll watch yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like you'll have that experience watching it. And being like, oh my God, I can't, I can't believe where we were when right. we did this. Right. Um, you know, it was just crazy. I mean, was it, it had to have been emotional. Was it just incredibly emotional to be back in a theater and to be with that, th those people that you had spent, that cast that you had spent two and a half years with? Oh man. Um, yeah. You can imagine it, it wasn't, it was so intense. The first, you know, our first read sing through, you know, we were a wreck, you know, um, I can only imagine. Oh God. And our show is just, it's, it's, um, we don't lean into the emotion. I think that's kind of one of the, one of the many gifts or, or, or the uh, magical parts of our show. We kind of just plow through the moments to get, through you know um you have the experience we're not having the experience for the audience you know um, right. um yeah. but when we did that first read through i mean especially toward the end we were just uh a wreck you know and then we um we got to the theater and like you know that was a whole different experience you know because i i'm really good friends with my dresser most of us are on the men's floor we have one dresser um and uh I hadn't seen him, you know, we've talked and stuff, but like, I was, you know, so, such a wreck. I cried, dude, I cried when I, I folded my jeans and I put them up where I put them. And then I hung my shirt over the chair and I was like, oh, it's like fucking, every, it's like everything. This is what, it's so normal. I just burst into tears. It was so, the, the most innocuous, you know, kind of thing um, uh, felt normal. It's also, I'm sure you guys experience this too, because when you, when you stop doing what we do, we invest so much of ourselves in what we do, you know? I had a really, one of my many existential crises over the pandemic was like, who am I without performing, right? Who am I if right. I'm not an actor? Right. I'm so many things. All three of us, we're many things, you know? But mm, I think right. we give so much of ourselves to, to it requires so much of us, physically, mentally, you know, um, emotionally, mm. uh, that uh, without it, I just was like a little bit lost. So coming back to it, I was like, it was a deep breath, you know? Yeah. Wow. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Even just like seeing Joe for the first time when the pandemic was over was like super bizarre. I can't imagine, you know, they're talking about a waitress revival, LOL. I couldn't imagine going back into that building in that space in those memories like nothing had changed yeah it was about two holes of joe and i playing golf fully vaccinated that we looked at each other and we were like it's like this didn't happen i know that's the and yet a whole year's gone yeah and everything is different yes right yeah that that's the thing and what dan and i've talked a lot about this that i hope i really hope that the change that is needed happens because it can feel like it, it can feel like this was just a blip on the radar. All right. of a sudden we're in it's May of 2021. It feels like it's May of 2020. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, so much has changed and, and, and it needs to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know Were there, were there conversations around the building that did it feel different or did it, like you said, or did it sort of just feel like it was a time capsule that you just opened? I think I think the what you just stated was was kind of the sentiment. The weird, trippy part of it was that you know nothing has changed. You know, when I, mm-hmm. I went back to the theater to get my script before we even started rehearsing, I was like, "Oh shit!" It says March. The March calendar of 2020 is just sitting there. You know, wow. with March circled. You know, right. our our sign-in sheet was still there. You know, um, <laughs> uh, it was just wow. really really trippy. You know, but again, like you're saying, we've had a whole three-dimensional yeah. like. I don't want, we won't, we all experienced it. So there's no need to go through all the, all the things that happened in the last right, year. Right. But like so many reckonings, so many things that I think individually and kind of collectively we, we've all experienced. So to come back to normalcy and routine um, feels awesome and, and grounding, but it also is like, am I being gaslit? Like, right, ah, right, right. So it's a little weird, you know. Was there any this this may be a bit of a leading question, but was there any hesitancy from anybody in the company to go back to work? Because I know there's kind of conversations in the community right now about whether or not we should be kind of standing firm, how we deal with contracts coming, like what needs to be done. Was there any conversation in that direction? You know, um, our producers and um, really made a concerted effort to kind of mitigate any of that and also give space for us to express it. So mm-hmm. if people were like, um, if, if anybody had those concerns, you know, I feel like uh, our producers are amazing. They have ample opportunity to go and, and, and express that. And um, yeah. they're such great people that they would they would really do what they could to try to make um, that individual comfortable. But they also hired an independent company to to, and I think it's probably mandated by New York State or New York City or uh, in some capacity, but um, to take care of all of the protocol, mm-hmm. all of the COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. So to work, they had to they had to adhere to certain things, um, and to to you know not to go down too down far down that rabbit hole, but. You know, some people were like, do we have to wear masks in rehearsal, right? Like, that feels like we're all vaccinated. Do we have to do that? And uh, they were like, yeah, we have mm-hmm. to do that. So um, so they really made a concerted effort to kind of make everyone feel comfortable mm-hmm. and and do what we could, right? Because you didn't want them right. to be shut down. Right, right, um, right, right. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any specific... Um, no, I don't think there was any specific COVID precaution or, or apprehensions 
that I experienced. Um, I, I found more people being like, you know, we, we okay, we, rehearsal, we have to do this, but also uh, uh, the roof, we have the access to this rooftop. And I was always like, oh, I can take, I can take my mask off. Are you, are you guys sure? <laughs> sure. Um, even outside today, I was walking outside and I was like, uh, I guess I can not have a mask on, right? Oh, this is yeah, awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. And I think, I think we all need to sort of, those of us who love the theater and want desperately to be in those, in the seats for, you know, in early September or, or mid September when, when the show, we need to like start to be around human beings again Mm -hmm. a little bit. I think that we're going to be wearing masks for a while, but like, they're just, they're saying September, we're just going to open the floodgates and come on in. Let's just do it. You know? And it's like, okay, okay, for better or worse, that's the plan. So I don't know. I flew on an airplane for the first time last week. And I was like, was I, I think it was, it was good. It was fine. I felt fine the whole time, except for the boarding process. But the boarding process is sitting in a Broadway theater. Like that is yeah. no, t- you know, right. you know, there's, you're next to this person who's like on top of you, like I'm zone one or whatever, just fucking <laughs> sneezing. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know where you've been, bro. Right. Yeah. So, so anyway, well, yeah. it's, it's very exciting. And is there any idea when the movie's going to come out? Have they, I'm sure the edit's going to take a long time, but are they hoping for the summer, do you think? Or um, I think they're trying to speed through it. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, I don't know what, what it takes to edit a film, but. Well, um, I do, and they can do it pretty fast if you ask me. So. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, this is great, Delon. We, so I didn't, I didn't actually tell you this. Dan and I helped the University of Michigan acting seniors with their senior showcase. No way. Class yeah. of 2021 and the class of 2020. And we basically filmed. Uh, a short film that was not even a it's a, a it's a, a feature a short film it's it was it's a feature it was film. 90 minutes we're like everybody has a scene everybody has two scenes and we helped them film it and dan edited it so dan did not edit a 90 minute feature film he edited a 90 minute showcase which felt like a feature it film. was a wow. feature film it's 32 <laughs> scenes it's a lot of scenes 34 scenes. A lot of scenes and do you guys with that because I, I do a little bit of you know i think we all kind of do teaching and coaching yeah. do you feel like that is kind of like gonna be something that sticks around because that could be a hustle you guys well that's i mean we're we're trying to figure out kind of whether or not the schools are going to be interested in that but you know if you want to hear the sales pitch from from a business standpoint for us like i'm ready we were we were teaching people how to shoot their own work so they can go forward and do that that's a value pitch we were teaching them how to make better self-tapes because they were filming themselves basically in scenes and it was essentially a self-tape. It just may have had two yeah. camera angles instead of one. And there's some cuts that happen because we can do shot reverse shot. So you're teaching them how to self-tape. Those things are both valuable for the students. But also, why would you pay seven, nine, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 to rent a theater for two days? I, I just, right. like, why would you spend money on that? You know, yeah. and and I get and it. If you're a musical theater program, I think it makes sense to have, to be in a space, to have the room, to you know, in that traditional model. But um, for the acting majors that are going to be working on television and film mostly anyway, I feel right. like we have a very targeted niche. Let's come in there and shoot something that that kind of feels like a pro shot. We shoot it on a stage, but we make it look like a movie, and give them that. Uh, experience and and let them take that with them. Um, but Joe, what were you gonna say? Well, just that that the agents and casting directors and people that we talked to want loved it because then they have something to take with them when they go to when the, when the industry professionals go to a live showcase. Then they they show up, they watch it, they take some notes, and they leave. Now they have that scene. Now they have right. 
you know, so they go through a whole showcase season, they meet a bunch of factors and they're like, okay, you know, I know that I liked Elon, but now three weeks have passed, go back. Now they can go back and rewatch that scene and be like, oh yeah, this is what I, you know, this is what he did. And so we, and it just came out of nowhere, but it was a very cool, it was a very cool thing. We got to go back to Ann Arbor. I went back to Ann Arbor. I did um, not. I was not vaccinated um, yet. Again, I feel like it's, it's so smart, you guys, because, um, uh, not, you're not tastemakers, but I feel like if you pull the industry that way, mm-hmm. if you're like, this is what we do, we provide this service. And this is why with the pitch you just gave me so smart. Um, but also I feel like, um, you know, how many times have I met with an agent, right? You meet with an agent. I've met with one, not two. Well, don't, how many agents don't listen to this? Um, <laughs> I met with an agent just before the shutdown, you know? And um, he was like, uh, oh, well, you know, um, I, my other agents have to see you, right? So, like, to your right. point, these can he can take it back to the agency and be like, oh, Delon, you know, this is who, who I saw at the showcase. Right. Um, uh but I just feel like it's niche and it's smart. And um, it, it, a lot of things are going to go digital after this, mm, after yeah. the pandemic. And I feel like if you capitalize on it, it'd be um, smart. The end. Off my soapbox. We're um, going to put that on the website. So yeah, we sure that's are. That's your testimonial seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll shoot it right here with myself. I'll send it to you. you tell me what you want me to say. It's okay? going right in the um, pitch deck. <laughs> so I... I want to talk about your time there because you, and, and just in, in general, because you went to Michigan and, and majored in acting, right? And then you went and got a master's uh, in, at, at BOCO, right? Yeah. yeah. In music and sort of focused on music. So what was your, what was your journey to like, you know, did you want that sort of serious acting training and you were always a singer or, cause you've done mostly musicals now, I mean, a ton of musicals. So what was your journey through higher education. Yeah. So I went to, I was, you know, grew up in Northern Minnesota, uh, mainly. Um, and I, uh, I, we had a small theater program. We just kind of all did everything, you know, we sang, we acted and stuff. And I was a little blind. I only applied to a handful of schools in Michigan. I applied late and I went to camp, the campus and I was like, Oh, this, please let me go here. Yeah. And once I got in, I was like elated, you know, save for the fact that at the time it cost me $38,000, you know, right. A year. Right. Um, but uh, I went and I was just so naive, man. I went and I thought we'd just do all of it. I thought we'd sing, we'd act, we'd dance. And they were like, oh, this is just, look at the curriculum. I was like, oh, this is just acting, mm. um, which I was mm. super grateful for. But I was so confused by the idea that the musical theater program and the acting program were different. Um, because right. at my, in my 10 years, so many of the musical theater kids took acting classes with our professors, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I just, yeah. uh, I was always a little stymied by that or confused by it, but I was glad I got the acting training because I feel like that was like the foundations of all of it, you know, for right. me. Um, I, there are a lot of amazing singers in the world, but you know, I'll buy your album, you know? Um, I don't want to see you mm-hmm. up there singing pretty, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. It, it's awesome if that's a, a a benefit that you have while you're acting, you know, but like, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, yeah, I'll, buy, I'll listen to you on Spotify. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, so I went to gra- grad schools. I moved to New York for a stint for about six months and um, with $3,000 and I thought it was the most money I saved in my life. You know, I grew up a really poor kid. Um, so I really didn't have a family to lean on, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I moved to New York and I was like, all, all I was getting was musical callbacks and auditions and things, despite not really having the training, you know, and I did yeah. the show here in Brooklyn 
and all these people could sing me out of the water. And I was like, okay. And you also look a look on Broadway and you see um, the plays on Broadway and it's led by stars, it's you know, movie stars. By, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. uh, it, that, that wasn't brand new when I first moved to New York back in 06, but um, you know, I was like, there's no chance of me getting that, you know, cause I don't have a name yet, but musicals, right? Like they need more people, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, there's just, it's a numbers game. So uh, I wanted to go back to grad school anyway, cause I thought I wanted to teach for a long time. So I got into, I only applied to BOCO. They had a master's program. I went, I, I will look back on my Michigan experience uh, for the rest of my days thinking I would do those four years again in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. That was like such a pivotal time for me. BOCO, not so much. <laughs> BOCO yeah. was a lot harder uh, um, for a multitude of reasons, but just mainly in the support kind of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. realm of things. I kind of felt like it wasn't... Uh, I, I, you know, I'm a better singer because of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a better singer because of it. <laughs> period. There you go. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of issues that I had with the school itself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. School so is that's so everyone ex- experience. You know, right, I, right. I think school is hard totally. because you know school is hard. Yeah, you know, it's just hard. You know, I've I've been talking about this a lot with other teachers, with my teacher, my coach, and he's like, you know, you're not really meant to learn how to be an artist in a school. It's not really, academia is not the place to learn how to be a creative professional. Um, But that is more and more like what we do. Joe and I, obviously, all three of us, you know, like in in different programs. But I think, yeah, you know, there's not just one, there's not one way, there's not one school and there's not one experience at each school. I think that's the biggest thing that like I tell students and that we talk about, like everybody's experience is so unique. Right. And so... I think all three of us could talk about the pros and cons right. of of like going to college for this you know ridiculous career that we're in. Lots of pros, lots of cons, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but you know we we're we're figuring it out. Um, but I will say just to to your point, Dan, I feel like um, I artistry is is um, not formulaic, right, you know, right. and I. I think the problem with school is that you have, how do you teach it? How do you teach someone to be an artist, right? How do you teach talent? Well, you really can't, you teach skills, you know? Um, And I think uh, uh, going to BOCO, I I really was trying to fit myself into a hole, you know? Right, Um, right. uh, And and be like, I'm a Brian Sooks Mitchell. Oh no, but I need to do, able to do this. And I'm not a dancer, I'm an actor. I'm like, how about I just do, what do you have for me? <laughs> you know, right. um, musical yeah. theater, I think is a little bit more prescriptive than, um, than I enjoy sometimes. So yeah. that, that's yeah. also the thing that I kind of brought to the school as well. Yeah. That's super yeah. real, especially in the training this weekend, I was going through all of my college notebooks mm-hmm. that have been sitting in my closet since 2013 yeah. and just like flipping through trying to see if I actually wanted to keep anything threw it all away trying to get rid yeah. of junk right <laughs> but just looking at like the like me and Joe sang the same rep every year don't yeah. even have the same voice type right? yeah. you know like we don't really do the same things we could be like cousins kind of like we have similar complexions <laughs> well, there's like a Venn diagram yeah. there's a Venn diagram of stuff but like it's it's small and getting small yeah. like the yeah. older we get but I just back to your, what you were saying about training it's like I think that you can teach skills Delon like you said 
but then once you graduate, once you get to the real world, then then you become an artist. Then you got to yeah. then you figure out what your what your voice is, what you want to say, what you want to do. Yeah, I completely agree. And the and the best advice is like when we train, they teach us how to be like other people. But what you're actually doing is preparing for an industry that doesn't exist yet. So like what Shoshana Bean said on this show was that there was no Shoshana Bean when I got out of college. And so right. there is no right. Delon, you know? Right, right. You, you're not Brian Stokes Mitchell. You are you, and you're going to create what you create. And we're going to... I have goosebumps, Daniel. I have goosebumps. <laughs> Tell the kids, though. Honest to God. Seriously, though. That's legit, man. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Segwaying into your Broadway debut and Come From Away. How did that, how did that come about for you? Man, you know, um, <laughs> back to Hamilton. Um, I I'd auditioned for Hamilton a bunch of times and had was at Telsey. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, they needed somebody really quickly to replace and come from away. And I had, had no idea what the show was. Um, but, you know, the casting person for, uh, casting director for Hamilton was talking to the casting director for Come From Away. They were auditioning at the same time mm. and introduced me to the casting director from Come From Away before my audition. Didn't know why. My agent called me and was like, hey, they want you to go in for this show. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, but I was kind of like, you know, auditions. Auditions are hard. And, Especially uh, at I that would- place. <laughs> and and you know i just i'm I, I am not the best auditioner in the world um and so i was like oh, okay fine and so i went in the next day and didn't care not that i not and it, it, mm-hmm. that's that's a hard phrase because it's like it's not that i love it i love i know exactly joe knows exactly what, what it is it's, and joe books and every so, job he doesn't care about <laughs> well, and it's it's not about i don't want to say the words anybody but it's not about not caring right it's about that separation of yeah. just like you're just going to go in and, and i'm going to do great work i'm yeah. going to try to do great work but i'm not going to put my whole life into this thing like my existence depends on whether or not I'm in the book of Mormon yes like you know mm-hmm. it's yes. like anyway go sorry to interrupt no, but go no, ahead. but that's okay. Joe that's exactly it it's it's uh, you know I, I I label as I don't give a fuck or I don't care right, or if, right. I, if I could bottle I don't care you know I'd be a millionaire right right um, but it's not that it's it's uh I like the the idea of separating it it's like it's not that it doesn't matter I'm gonna do all the work that's necessary because I'm a professional right mm-hmm. But I'm not going to live and die whether I, by whether I get this. If that, that phrasing doesn't make sense, but you get no, my point. 
totally, hundred percent. And uh, so I went in and, and had a good time. You know, like I really just was like, yeah, you know, whatever. I had that audition yesterday. That sucked. Let me like <laughs> do this thing, you know, and like feel better about myself. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, right. I got a call back the next week and was almost almost missed it. Right, just because I got had the wrong location. I thought it was at Telsey. It was downtown of Pearl Studios. Um, mm. And uh, ran in, did the audition, then the callback, and then the next day got the call um, again because they needed somebody really quickly, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. Um, so, uh, which was mind-boggling because you know, at some yeah, Broadway, awesome. Like Broadway, yes, please, Broadway, please keep gifting us all with jobs, right? right. We love it. We love we love what we do, man. But. Um, at some point, I feel like I had just wanted to work. I just wanted to tell stories. I just wanted to feel good about that. Like I love being in rehearsal. Performance mm-hmm. is amazing. Listen, clap for me, laugh at my jokes all the time. But, but rehearsal, when we're working, when we're excavating and figuring it out, that's what I love, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think most of my career is regional. So I got used to that and, and kind of um, felt like, you know, oh, this is my bread and butter. This is kind of where my wheelhouse is. So uh, when when it fell into my lap, uh, come from away in Broadway, I, I was a little shocked. <laughs> I just didn't expect it, you know. Um, it wasn't. Um, it was, yeah, it was my first Broadway show. So, um, and wow. I had a three week rehearsal process, two and a half, and then uh, I had like a put in on a Friday, and that day, that night, I was in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the day before my my thirty fourth birthday. Thirty fourth. Yeah, 34th wow. birthday. Yeah, wow. so it was a really nice gift that year. Wow. that That's crazy. I want to just touch on, like, the was there a time, you said, like, your career was trending very regional. You were playing, you know, a lot of parts, doing, you know, a lot of that stuff. I don't want to, this is not the right way to sort of phrase the question. Is there a question? Felt like, is it coming? Yes, there is. It's coming. Like, had your <laughs> focus time. shifted from, had your focus shifted from this, like, Broadway dream to like, I'm good. I'm good telling stories in regional houses. I'm good telling stories on TV. Mm. And, you know, were you, were you kind of excited or, or, or cool with that lane? Or were you always trying to, of course you were. I mean, it's a stupid question. I'm sorry. No, it's Just, actually not, Joe. I, I quit. No, no, exactly. <laughs> See ya. You're actually, uh, you're listening. You're, you're hitting the chord, man. You're hitting the chord. Um, because uh, I think, to go down my into my psyche, it's it was a little like I was successful there. I was successful regionally, mm-hmm. yeah. mostly in Boston after grad school. Right, I, I worked a lot. Um, yeah, uh, I was I, I felt confident there. Um, Broadway, you know, we're at the top of the game. You know, that's like we're the two percent of people doing what we do, mm-hmm. and so. Being successful there, not only did I not know it, but it's scary. <laughs> it's scary to be like, oh, once you're, uh, I had a professor say to me one time, what's your biggest fear, Delon? And my immediate thought was my own success, which was like crazy. Hmm. I could not believe I thought that. I was like, this is what I just thought. But now I understand that it. it's like, once I'm there, you expect me to be able to deliver that every damn time. Mm. And I'm fallible, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I um, I will fall on my face. And I, I do on a regular basis. Uh, and so mm. I think I had kind of put space, a little bit of a pawn between me and Broadway because not only had I not experienced it again, but it was like, Oh, once I'm there, imposter syndrome. Once I'm there, they expect me to do it all. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm that good, you know. 
God, yeah, that is so real. Did you find? Did you find? I think it's interesting that you said that you like the like explorative, creative rehearsal process. Given your acting training, did you find it difficult to get put into a show that existed, where especially a show like that where it was very prescriptive? You know, uh, yeah, it's so funny. I this is the second time I've replaced in a big show yeah. like this. Uh, and these people, man, I mean, when, you know, if you know, come from away, the story, generosity, kindness, it permeates through top to bottom. I mean, you cannot be a jerk and tell the story, mm -hmm. you know, they yeah. really let me make my own. Like they, they, it's definitely musical. <laughs> They're like, you, yeah. you yeah. walk till 11, you sing your note, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it is definitely, and the, sh the magic of come from away is its direction and it, it's like very precise it has to be uh because yeah. we're creating you know right. a whole story out of you know 12 actors a couple the, chairs 14 chairs right. two tables yeah. three tables and nine musicians mm -hmm. you know um uh so it has to be really structured uh but they really gave me leeway to do to create the characters because we all play several characters create the characters i want I wanted to, and that wasn't, that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. um, it was, uh, you know, a lot more handholding in, in my prior experiences. So, mm -hmm. um, so, so yes and no, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does feel like because the, there's so much chairography, there's so many sharp moments, there's so many tight jokes that it's not like Shakespearean, but you do have to hit, you have to hit the, hit the mark and say the line. You know, yeah. so how do you play within this formula? Mm -hmm. And I mean, just I, I've seen I saw your performance many, many times. Mm -hmm. It was always different. It was always hysterical and moving and specific. Thanks, man. And so it's, you know, again, this is the part of the show where there's no question. This is the, where I start giving okay. out the compliments. Okay. So anyway, I just thought I, it, I think it's interesting <laughs> that that Broadway shows happen one way it's very idiosyncratic the way it gets put together usually there were so many weird things in waitress and yeah. then two new people i was the second replacement for my track and they're still like so you bring out two red plastic carnations not your own but for the other two people that you're sitting with yours comes from this place because that's how we did it in rehearsal i'm like that doesn't make any sense and they're like well that's how it's done here and i'm like broadway is stupid and so i said that in my second <laughs> rehearsal and i said broadway is stupid and they quoted me for the whole stage management team would say that to me all the time because broadway's stupid right dan and i was like damn i shouldn't uh -huh. have said that but it's true <laughs> you know it's just another weird rehearsal process and the weird things that people do in the rehearsal room in Boston <laughs> or in San right. Diego or whatever turn into the things that people do nine years down the line on the non-equity tour. It's, it's like so, so bizarre to me. It's so true. And I'll, I'll give you an anecdote that doesn't have to do with me, but one of our actors in our show uh, who is from Newfoundland, Katrina Bromley, um, uh, beautiful woman, Canadian talented woman, right? So she, um, uh, during the rehearsal process in La Jolla, they're like trying to figure out how to make, do this chairography to make this plane. And, you know, they're asking like, who can take this chair? And Petrina's like, I can, I can, I can. The poor standbys, in the first chair move we have to change the set, Petrina removes four chairs, has to put on a jacket. Meanwhile, other actors are just like, I'm just gonna walk over here mm -hmm. and then sit my light. And I was like, every standby, every standby is like, God damn, Petrina. <laughs> and even when we were rehearsing for the film, 
uh, she was, I was like, Jamaican, Jamaican. She's like, just barely, but I did. I was like, man, it stays. That track will always do that from here on out, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. There's so, there's a story. There's a, a bunch shirt. of stories about the Broadway stupid. <laughs> and we have a podcast called you know Guys about like why musicals. we love musicals. Right. Um, there there's a story of of when Patty Lapone was doing. I think it was Lay Miz. She was like in a development something about it for Lay Miz, and she was playing Fontaine, and she would hide. Everybody plays. All of the the principals play ensemble tracks except in the opening. for. In the opening, yeah. except for um, except for Valjean and Javert, and so like the Fontaine has to go do you know to be like a lovely lady mm-hmm. in the or something. I don't remember what the hell it was, but she would go hide. She'd like go hide <laughs> in the corner, and they were like, "No, you have to be in this." And she was not wanting to, you know, hiding in the corner because she knew she would have to do it eight times a week. Um, One of our actors, uh, uh, the original company members, Lee McDougall, another Canadian, uh, did something very similar come from why he's not in this prayer scene. Everyone else is in the scene. But he was like, mm. I'm going to use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, he was just gone when they staged the scene, so he's not in it. So funny. Uh, oh my God, that's brilliant. So if you've taken yeah. away, we've talked about this a few times on the show, but if you're, if if you young listeners out there are going to be in your, in your original Broadway cast, you're going to know, hot tip from us, don't be the person who volunteers for the set moves just because you're 22. Right. Andy yep. Kelso made the mistake. You know, yep. everybody's made yep. the mistake. I'm just if just you go see referencing shows see, that I've done where people have done that. If you go see Moulin Rouge during Bad Romance, the opening of Act Two, it's like the craziest dance number you've ever seen. And there's one guy sitting upstage right on a bench smoking a cigarette, and that is that's, Joe Carroll's track. And that's your boy. That's <laughs> that's Joe Carroll's track. Hey, because, how did that happen? Because like she didn't like his dancing. She didn't like. I mean, let's be very that, real. That is exactly true. That is one hundred percent true. And so that's the basis of it. But um, I yeah, that's it. But also, that's jokes on it. them because he doesn't have to do it. You know. Yeah. yeah like I, they needed somebody to sing. They, I was like a singer a track because everybody's dancing their asses right. off. So they had a couple of us who just like needed to like sit on the side and just sing because the you know the dancers you know, were huffing and puffing. Right. Anyway, I mean that show. I so, so dumb. So I hope dumb. They, I hope they have like a a PT person in the building. Yeah. For that show because wow. You know, there's a million things we've talked about already, but but Delon, we want to know a few questions here. Um, what would you say? You, you mentioned this earlier, but what what is your greatest challenge been in your career? Do you think you mentioned in college that it was about you know the fear of your own success? But I wonder, you know, what have you come across so far that's that's been the greatest challenge for you? Yeah, I mean, it's probably cliche to say, but uh, just confidence, man. Mm, you know, mm. um, I don't. Uh, I uh, I can say that I know that I'm a talented individual right but i can't um i can't say that uh that i always feel like my performance is fantastic right i can't say you're always judging yourself more than others judge you right we all know that but um the older i get the closer i get to 40 the the more confident i am which Mm. i am like running toward um just because um yeah, it just takes a lot. It takes a lot, of, a lot for me to be confident and feel uh, like I'm worthy, you know. Mm. Um, and and again, that's not unique to me, you know. In 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 um, our business, because um, we all suffer from that in our business. But um, but you know, we're all. I would tell a young kid, man, you know, there's nobody like you. Like Dan said, there's no Delon, right? Delon, mm-hmm. like little Delon, you know, like 
fucking, you're great, man. You know, you're on Broadway. You have all these things, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to be a lot more confident and uh, um, just believe in myself more. It takes a lot, though. Yeah. What's the hack? Is it just totally. time in the business or is there some kind of mind trickery or what do you think? Good question. I, you know what? I, uh, I'm starting to believe that it's finding my own voice, um, literally and figuratively, um, uh, in the art, you know, mm. a lot of as actors, we, we interpret someone's, um, script, someone's song, someone's idea for the show. And I'm starting to ask myself more and more, just where, where is your voice in that? Right. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, a lot of times we just want to work and we just want to do a project, but it's actually, it's just, it's okay to just say no. I don't mm. see myself in that. Mm. Um, I don't fit that, you know, that's not for yeah. me. Mm. Uh, and so finding a lot of more, and that take, you know, I'm trying to write and dabble and do some of that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's a part of it, but um, just see, making sure that you're in the equation, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, whatever you're doing. Right? Yeah. 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 You're writing? What are you writing? What are you working on? God, man, I've been trying to write this one-man show for, like, all of the pan... Well, but even before the pandemic, but writing is hard. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so damn hard, especially when you're... You know, what's the Ira Glass quote? Your taste level is a certain height, you know, at a certain level. Right. And trying a new endeavor. And um, uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to write a, a, a one-man show. Um, and I'm, But I also want it to be music, you know, and I don't really play anything so mm-hmm. i'm teaching myself guitar and piano so you know talk to me in 2030 when when i'm able to do it <laughs> but um but uh uh yeah i'm trying to you know not only is writing hard but like having something significant to say to get people to come and sit and watch right um for an hour or an hour and a half is i'm um, trying to figure out what that is what is going to move both joe and dan you know um instead of watching me if I'm sitting up there masturbating, not literally, but masturbating for an hour and a half, you know, um, about yeah. my feelings, is that interesting? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I don't know. But also so you've created the impossible task, which is an obstacle for you, which is like trying to figure out how you can speak to other people. Right. Which right. is going to get in your way because then you're just going to self-edit before you even have an idea. Dan, I have pages. <laughs> pages on a google doc i mean probably 50 pages of stuff and it's all that it's me going like well no that's not interesting oh yeah Mm -hmm. well this is you crying (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) so like trying to figure out what the threat is trying to read more to figure out how um gifted essayists do it you know so i read some essays and i'm like man you in that paragraph you said exactly what my heart you're singing to me, you know? Right. Um, I wish I had the same uh, uh, capacity to, to make other people uh, feel that. So yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. The, wow. the art of being a YouTuber is obviously not as high level as being an essayist, but one of the things that they always talk about is like, if it's, if it's something that you feel like you need, mm. make that. There's there's a gap, you know what that. I mean? There was a gap in in what I was looking for on YouTube and I was putting all of these other resources together so then my channel became what I was looking for and turns out there are other people that are also looking for that, you know? Wow. Make something you need. I love you know? that. Yes. Um, is there is there so you good. were just mentioning essays, is there a book or a resource or something that you found 
uh, invaluable in your, in your career or something that you really hang your hat on? You know, there was this, uh, I did this show and this guy, I couldn't stand in the show. Uh, Love that. Gave me the book for Christmas. <laughs> um, and and his he was name was Stan like, Tracy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I couldn't. I, he was just, I couldn't stand this fucking guy. Um, and, uh, Love that. And he gave me this book and it actually did bridge the gap. I was good on him, but it's um, The War of Art yes. by Stephen Redfield. Yep. Um, yeah, we, which, we have it. For a while, I was reading that pretty, once a year, I was reading that book over and over mm -hmm. again. Um, not all of it sinks in, but some of it is like, I mean, the gist of it, the t-shirt phrase is like, get up and do it, you right. know, stop thinking, get up and do it. Um, and then yeah. uh, recently I read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, mm -hmm. um, else mentioned which that. is kind of similar. Um, mm -hmm. uh, she's a writer, obviously she wrote Eat, Pray, Love, but a lot of it is just about being an artist and... Um, uh, that one I want to reread in the next month as well, because that, that kind of made me, it was a deep breath again, like, Oh yes. Okay. You get it. You understand, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that's awesome. And then we always ask, um, sort of one is one of our last questions. I call it the unreachable star question, which is like, what is way on the horizon, something you're pointed towards something you'd love to accomplish that you're, you know, you've reached the top of Mount Broadway and now where to next? You know, it's so funny. I, uh, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying not to like edit myself out of it. Um, but I really want um, the whole album uh, tour. I want to be a musician, man. Mm. I really do want to be able to. Yeah. Uh, before I, I leave this earth, I want to be able to say I've done that. Um, cool. Uh, music moves us. Yes. You know, that's why. Um, uh, it can make you so sad. It can change your mood. I wake up every day and listen to music or during the pandemic, I was having solo dance parties and I was <laughs> like, Oh, you know why all of this, I started in choir and then I did the musical right in high school and it was music. It's always been music. Right. I just haven't had the confidence and the skill there. So, um, yeah. You know, so talk to me in 2030 again. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's perfect. It's like your elementary school sweetheart. You're yeah. like, it's you. It's always been it's you. Always, always <laughs> you. Absolutely. And you're like, I was I've loved around. you. <laughs> I've always loved you. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Like just waiting for you to love me back. Man. Music you had know? you at hello. It sure That's did. It. it sure did. Um, well, you so really got Joe with the freaking rom-com reference. Good God. Joe's like, <laughs> I feel seen. I think he's crying. Are you crying? No. Is that a tear? I'm not. It's not a tear, but I, I just, this has been one of my absolute favorite conversations that we have ever had. Dan, I agree. Delon, I just, I can't believe, thank you for, for your, for your openness, for your, your insight. I mean, I've always loved talking to you. I miss hold fast. I miss I know, standing man. at a, standing at a bar talking to you, but there's so much, there's just so much good in this, in this hour. And I, I'm going to listen back to it when I get stuck, when I'm not writing, I mean, I've always just, it's always been music for me. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I struggle with the confidence thing constantly. I mean, I think it's just so strange. People probably look at people on Broadway and don't think that. And then it's like, no, like we're all just head cases. And we're yes. just terrified. We're never going to work again. Yes. We're all the just, same exact yeah. soul that was on stage yeah. at 18 thinking, do they think I'm good enough at this? Except I now mean, you're 28, 38, 48, thinking the same thing i mean listen i had a conversation with jen colella and mm -hmm. we were you know uh, uh, and during the filming and she was like 
I had said something one time about not being a leading man and, you know, whatever. I have this, I have this voice, this body, I'm tall and I'm, you know, broad shouldered and whatever. And so I, I fit the type, but I'm like, uh, the reason I said that was not only because um, I don't know, I haven't seen the part necessarily for me, but it's also that that is work. I said, do you know the, I've, we've all been significant parts in shows, the hurricane that happens internally mm -hmm. every time I go on the stage when you're the lead of a show, mm -hmm. I, you know, I need a Xanax, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's a lot of stress, you know? Uh, and so I was like, that's why I don't see myself as a leading man. It's not that I won't take the part. It's just that, you know, it's a deep, I got to prepare myself. It's, you know, my brain. And she was like, I totally get it when you're, when you're leading it, man, it is, um, people don't know what's happening internally. You're, you, you look confident because you, you've acted confident, but that's right, yeah. you're, the, you're the, you're the picture of confidence. Yes. And you don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's a temperament thing. Yeah. Right. Totally. Right. I've had the same experience. Well, Delon, this has been awesome. an absolute delight. Where can people find you in the world? Yeah, um, on the social media, I'm at thedelon.com, and uh, my website is uh, thedelon.com. So find, find my stuff there. Consistency, y'all. That's key to the handles. Very Branding. Important. Exactly. Brand, brand, brand. Right, Joe? Joe Carol Mish, baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I need a new Instagram name like, like a, decade a decade ago, ago but here, sure. here we are. Um, <laughs> Jesus God Christ. damn it. <laughs> Joe loves golf. Two, two, four. <laughs> you know what? It's a process. I'll get there. Dan. Honestly, I'd prefer that. Joe loves golf. Two, two, four. Yeah, I think that'd be better for you. That's all folks. Thank you for listening to guys who like musicals. We are now part of the Broadway podcast network. Woo! We are hosted by Dan Tracy. That's you. And Joe Carroll. That's me. We're produced by Ryan Kincaid and Matthew Mucha is the social content manager. You can find us on Instagram at guys who like musicals on Twitter at musical guys or the old fashioned way at www.guyswholikemusicals.com. If you'd like a chance to be featured on the ask the guys segment of our show, please call 203-900-7990 and leave a message with your question. As always, thanks for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E 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 org because only together we rise.